Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Evgeny Kuznetsov suspended for tomorrow's game against the Senators. Connor Brown still off the ice, unlikely to be ready tomorrow night. And our first ever reporters roundtable. It's Ben, me, Tarek El-Bashir, and Samantha Pell discussing the local hockey club. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, October 19th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear the faster way in a Capital One arena. The Capitals held a light practice yesterday prior to today's travel day to Ottawa and a date with the Senators tomorrow night. Evgeny Kuznetsov won't be making the trip, and very likely Connor Brown won't either. Kuznetsov, who high-sticked Vancouver's Kyle Burrows in the second period of Monday night's game, received a one-game suspension for the play. He'll be eligible to return Saturday at home against Los Angeles. Brown, who suffered a lower body right leg injury against the Canucks Monday, didn't skate with the team yesterday. Head coach Peter Laviolette offered little new information afterward, saying he was still being evaluated. Either way, it's tough to imagine he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow against the Senators. Capitals might very well be looking to Connor McMichael and Joe Snively to make their season debuts in the game at Canadian Tire Center. We'll have more information on the lineup here on tomorrow's show once we arrive in Canada's capital city. So we got some new podcast gear for this season, a little device that gives us the ability to have up to four people on the show at the same time. Yesterday at MedStar Capital's Iceplex, we decided to take it out on a test run and have both Tarek Elbashir from The Athletic and Samantha Pell from The Washington Post join us. We hope you like it. We discuss Anthony Mantha the Kuznetsov suspension, and the impact on the lineup that it has, the offense at 5-on-5 through four games of the season, and a whole lot more. Here now, our very first Caps This Morning Reporters Roundtable. Well, we're pretty excited here on Caps This Morning to have our first Reporters Roundtable. You get some new gear, Benny, and there's all kinds of neat things you can do. New toys, yes. This is fun. It's not catered, though. No, it's not catered. We didn't bring food, but we did bring from The Athletic, Tarek El-Bashir, and from The Washington Post, Samantha Pell. Welcome to you both, and uh, thanks for doing our little roundtable experiment here. I don't know about you, Sam, but I was told there would be food. Yeah, I thought there was food. Was uh, ben, there a promise? Benny's, Benny's going to get some. <laughs> Donuts? Yeah. What's wrong <laughs> He'll was, find you some. Let's talk about the season to date. Four games in the books. The team's heading to Ottawa. I toss this out for both of you here. This is a team that is a little bit, it feels like, a work in progress with the two losses, the two wins. I don't know that we've seen a 60-minute game start to finish. In fact, I know we haven't. But I felt like, at least in the game against Vancouver, they showed a lot of guts. Alex Ovechkin breaks through. The power play is starting to do some good things. Sam, I'll start with you. Where is this team after four games right now? I think it's a bit of a roller coaster. I think exactly like you said, we've seen the ups, we've seen the downs, but I mean, 
I guess you take away the promising, encouraging part, which is that third period against Vancouver. I think Laviolette said it was their best period to date, which makes a lot of sense, saying that everything that happened in that period was basically a full game in itself. But I think overall, we still have a lot to learn about this team, and I think we're going to learn even more when players are starting to not be in the lineup, when there's more holes, when depth has to be added. So I think it's going to be just the start of kind of a wild season. I think the encouraging thing is the fact that they are finding ways to win, even though they aren't putting together those 60-minute efforts. The fact they were able to take care of business against undermanned, shall we say, Montreal team and a Vancouver team that you know, has some talent, some good pieces, but hasn't put it all together and was, you know, had a lot of pushback. I mean, that, the Vancouver really wanted to win that game. And the Caps took a couple of punches on the chin, regrouped in the in the dressing room between the second and third period and came out swinging. And I, I would say that's the encouraging thing. Good teams are always able to find a way to get points when they aren't at their best. I think that bodes well for this group. So the news coming down on Evgeny Kuznetsov that he is out for one game, a one-game suspension for the high stick on Kyle Burroughs in the game on Monday against Vancouver. So now opportunities for Connor McMichael, opportunity for Joe Snively, and it's probably going to be a recall too. So guess we're going to get a little bit of roster adversity that this team's going to be dealing with, at least in the short term. You're missing a couple of forwards taking on a team in Ottawa that is a pretty good team and they're playing in their home rink. I know this is a weird way to think about it, but I actually think getting this game in for guys like Connor McMichael and Joe Snively, if they decide to do that, is actually going to probably tell a lot about where they're at right now. I mean, at least the Washington staff can figure out what Connor McMichael is in one game and see where he's at. So I know, obviously, you never want to miss Evgeny Kuznetsov and a Connor Brown, but I do think it is a chance for them to at least show what they have and kind of move forward from there. I, I agree. I, I was starting to get the feeling like if this team stayed healthy, that it does not make any sense to keep 21-year-old Connor McMichael in the press box sitting yeah. there. Yes. to me eating popcorn. <laughs> I mean, he, he needs to be playing hockey, getting better. And I was starting to wonder if maybe Sonny Milano was going to be the guy who would come up and let him allow him to go down. But now, like you said, you know, because of this, Connor's going to get a chance to go in and fight for a spot and show that maybe he's ready to push someone else out of the lineup. There's you know? always an organic thing that happens, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. it's exactly. never the same guys all the time. Exactly. Somebody's always getting dinged. And, and, you know, on, on the flip side, Evgeny Kuznetsov has been dealing with an undisclosed injury. I know he had three assists against Vancouver, but, you know, he did seem like he was, you know, he, he took a maintenance day in the morning, didn't take the morning skate, was off the previous day for an optional, didn't skate again Tuesday. So it looks to me like maybe if there is a you know silver lining to this, he's going to get two days off to maybe whatever is ailing him heal up a little bit. Now I wonder, looking ahead, Connor McMichael and Joe Snively as well, we would anticipate maybe Snively with the doubt in Hathaway. We saw that trio in the preseason. We'll see how it shapes out on Thursday night. Connor McMichael, what are, what are the expectations? Do the expectations have to be tempered a little bit? Hasn't played in a while. We saw the end of the preseason. What are we looking for out of him in limited minutes? Turn him loose. Turn them loose. I'm not saying throw them on power play one, but you know, I I I, I want to see. I want to see how he's Put him in at whether he's yes. able to step in and can start pushing Alexei Protoss for some time in this lineup. Because again, like at this point, you know, we're four games in. He hasn't played. He's playing in game five. Like that's not that's not a recipe for developing a 21 year old to let, play him every fifth game. That's just not sustainable. So you know, for him, this is this is kind of an audition. You know, this is a yeah. this is to show Brian McClellan and and Peter Laviolette that hey, you guys, you know, maybe Protoss outplayed me in the preseason. But I'm still here. I'm still here, and, and I want some ice time, and I'm deserving of some ice time. So I'll be watching this game very closely. 
The power play has started to look more like itself, more like its potential. That being said, five on five, even strength, offensive productivity. It hasn't been there nearly enough. What are we looking for at five on five, even strength to get it going? Uh, well, it, the thing that really stands out to me is, as bad is they're just being cutesy. And we've been watching this for, for, for 10 years, overpassing. One play jumps to mind. And look, Dmitry Orlov has been really good this season. But there was one play down low where he tried to make a cross seam pass to protus to protus just just shoot the puck you are literally eight feet from an empty net if he shoots Demko that can't it's a goal it's a goal it's a goal there was another um, there was a two-on-one as well with there Nick was. Dowd yeah. two games ago correct uh, you know what cut it with the cutesy stuff we know you guys are good we know you got a lot of skill just get some pucks on net Play a more simple game. Look for some rebounds. Get some more traffic in front of some more greasy goals, as Alan May always says. I mean, I, I try to watch as many games as I can on a nightly basis. When I get home from, from Caps, I try to catch the end of the West Coast games. And every goal in this league, for the most part, is scored from five feet away from the net. It's a deflection. It's a rebound. It's a it's a jam at the net. It's Give me more of that, Caps, please. Give me, more, some more of that. Give, give me some more of that. Peter Laviolette, Sam, talked about they're at their best when they're skating north. And that's part of it. But again, at five on five, being able to, as Tark said, simplifying things, generating more goals. This team's still not scoring a ton. They did a great job in the Vancouver game. Take that aside. The first three offense was really, really tough to find. Skate north. Keep it simple. Yeah, and I believe, I think one of you guys had a really good stat about the Caps not scoring more than three goals in the last, like, ten games. Going I think. back ten games. Back, Regular right? season, going back to last year. Uh, not counting the Florida series, but right, it had been 10 games going into the Vancouver game where three or fewer. I think that is pretty ridiculous for a team like this and in, in all their talent. And yeah, they finally did manage to get six against Vancouver. But I think overall, I mean, as Tar kind of, we've talked about it, like the big stars need to be their big stars, right? They need to get on the board. They need to get going. And that'll also kind of drive the offense. And it's great when your secondary scorers can go out and score like a Connor Sherry now with three goals in four games. Anthony Mantha has a couple. I think that's great and that's needed, but it's not going to mean a lot if your big guys aren't on the score sheet. I, I, I think what we're seeing here, guys, is what we've seen for the past, I don't know, eight years or so with this with this team. They know they're good. They know they have what it takes to make the playoffs. They also know it's a very long season and they're getting older. And what we saw in that Vancouver game in the third period is, uh-oh, we're about to fritter one away here. Let's dial it up. They went into, I would say, not quite first round playoff intensity mode, but somewhere around there. And they overwhelmed their opponent. So now they know they can do it. It's that cat and mouse game where you want to win, you want to finish as high as you can, but you also want to have some something in the tank for May. So they're always trying; they're always in this struggle to kind of figure out where that where that line is, where that balance is, and hopefully these last two games they've kind of maybe figured that out a little bit. To that point, we haven't seen too many sluggish starts in these parts in some time. Typically, they come out of the gate and they're clicking and they're putting up standings points and building a little bit of cushion. So we'll see if they could start to build some positive momentum I, here. I, I need some more information. Four games is a very small sample size. You know, give me three or four more and I'll, I'll know whether it's time to start looking for the, for the, for the panic button or, you know, <laughs> if this team will be all right. They have won two straight as we record this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the power play, though, as we were saying, the power play after the sluggish start to the season. Again, small sample size the past two games. I think five power play opportunities. But Strom working the half wall a little bit. Johansson below the goal. Line. Who knew that MJ90 was the key to Shocker. turning this thing around? You took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, look, you have a man advantage, but as everyone's peewee coach told them, you still have to outwork the penalty killers. I mean, they're down a man. 
But you have to outwork them. You have to retrieve those pucks. You have to work for that space. The hair on their neck is standing up right now. You have to match that intensity. I feel like sometimes the caps can just be too casual when they're on the power play. They're like, look at look 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 at this embarrassment of riches we have on this power play. Why do we have to go full tilt? We got Ovi over here. We got Oshi in the middle. We got Kuzi. No, you still have to work hard. And I think what Johansson is that what we're saying it these days? That is how we're saying it. That's how we're being told. It's a Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Johansson is. um, has brought some of that puck retrieval and some of that, you know, I don't want to say the grittiness is not the right word, but maybe some of that intensity. Stick-to-itiveness. Uh, stick <laughs> I like word. the decision-making of Dylan Strom out there yeah. oh, on yeah. power play one. Yes, yes, absolutely. He's, you know, we, we got spoiled watching Nicholas Backstrom for years and years, but the decision-making, the, dis- the, the distribution of the puck. Also, when John Carlson shoots the puck, when he delivers from the top of the zone, it changes. And it, rig- and it ricochets. Yeah, it changes everything. It changes everything. I wish he would make a more concerted effort to, you know, maybe fake that, head fake that pass, or just fake that pass to, to Ovi, and then deliver a slap shot. And again, it pings off three things, and you mm-hmm. get some ugly goals. Anthony Mantha, through four games, I think has looked, at least in terms of offense and in terms of compete level, I like where we're at. I think I would still, Sam, like to see a little bit more physicality from him. I'm thinking game one, Florida. I want to see, I don't need 10 hits every night, although Martin Ferravari seems to be delivering that, and I want to get to him in a little bit too. But I really like with what we've seen out of maybe some dad strength here. I don't know what it is, but I, I like what we've seen out of Anthony so far. And he's had to move around a little bit too. Started on the right. We've seen him on the left. I like where he's at. Yeah, whatever strength or new strength he has, it's working for him. I think it's a really encouraging start for him. But I think as we know with Mantha, he can have kind of these stretches where he's looked great. And then all of a sudden he kind of falls off the face of the planet and he's not there anymore. And he's the Cats not- could play Montreal if they were in that same division. <laughs> yes, there we go. It's a 70 goal score. <laughs> Every single night. <laughs> So I think with him, it's just about consistency. And obviously, we've seen to start the season that he has it. He's making some really great plays. It seems like he knows where he wants to go. I think maybe Laviolette moving him around the lineup isn't the best thing for the future and him trying to find consistency. But maybe after, I don't know, a few weeks of consistency, we see some more out of him. But I think it's an encouraging start for at least the Capitals to see him get on the board early and then hope, at least to your point, John, that maybe that physicality kind of comes with it. He likes the right side. He told me that. But yes. he hasn't. He played that in junior he yes. played it in Detroit maybe there's a chance for him to get back on that right side yeah you know a, a lot of those guys like it because as they cut across to the middle you know they're on their forehand as they face the net similar to Ovi right but the thing with Mantha is it's not true every single game but I can typically get a sense in that first period whether mm-hmm. we're getting good Anthony or it's going to take him a while to work his way into the game you can see that engagement you can see a couple of hits you can see him get a couple shots early and as Sam was saying I mean He's been consistently good to this point through four games. The question now, as it always has been with him, is is there going to be a dip? You know, seasons ebb and flow, they're long. But, you know, those guys who finish with 30 goals and 60 points, they do it most nights. And so that's what I'm curious to see is whether he can do it most nights. We've all spoken to Anthony from preseason training camp. It's easy to say positive things this time of year. It's what everybody does. They feel great, best shape of their lives, etc. 
But I got the sense in talking to him, you guys too, I'm sure, that really over the past few weeks, he realizes what the past couple of years have been like for him, dealing with injury, dealing with the transition coming here, dealing with the inconsistencies. I think he's in a good place upstairs. The question mm, is, can yeah. he translate it yeah. on the ice? But he, he recognizes what the situation is, the absence of Tom Wilson. He realizes he's being leaned on. He's being looked to. And as we all like to say, he is the wild card here. And you know what? As many of us who are sitting here know, when you become a family man, it it kind of changes things. It changes your perspective on the world. It changes your perspective at home. You might not spend as much time out having fun with the guys. You're more dialed in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we saw that with Ovi. I mean, he gets married and, you know, it, it changed his game. Whether you can draw a straight line between that and, and his on-ice performance, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But it, I certainly noticed it. That, I am happy to say, is just part one of our time together at the practice rink yesterday. We'll have part two of that chat coming up here tomorrow. Also coming up on the show tomorrow, Ben will chat with Dylan Strom, who picked up his first goal as a capital Monday night against Vancouver. It's the Capitals and the Ottawa Senators tomorrow at 7. Airtime is at 6.45 on 106.7 A Fan, 1500 AM, and Caps Radio 247 Com. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.